We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. I love wine, but sometimes it can get really expensive, which is why I'm so excited that today's episode is brought to you by Last Bottle Wines. If you don't know, they're a Napa-based online wine shop with a twist. They offer just one hand-picked wine per day until it sells out, which is often an hour's. So new day, new wine, always at incredible prices. We're talking 30 to 70% off retail. And the best part is that there's no subscriptions, no fees, and no minimum purchase. Just a daily email with a really great wine. They're offering Datable listeners 10% off your first order with code Datable. And now is such a great time to join as their marathon sale is coming up on March 28th and 29th. They flip that one day rule on its head and offer back to back deals, which means that wines are only up on the site for a couple minutes at a time and shipping is 100% free. They send us a mini marathon package of some of their favorites and let me tell you, they were delicious. Sign up at lastbottlewines.com and use the code datable and find out why Last Bottle is the most fun way to discover and buy amazing wine. Welcome to season eight of the Dateable Podcast. How? How do we get to eight seasons, over 100 episodes, and over a million listens? All thanks to you, of course, for listening and supporting. We can't thank you enough. This season is insane. We have more controversial topics and amusing dating stories, but we also want to bring you ways to date differently. So I challenge you to listen to each episode with a lens of how does this episode make me date differently? Especially this premiere episode where a listener was brave enough to let us solicit feedback from five girls he's dated. Holy shit, it's good stuff. You know what else is good stuff? If you could leave us a review on iTunes, we would love your feedback and we want it to be immortalized forever. And if you have any dating related posts, just use the hashtag stay dateable so we can stalk you. Okay, let's get on with the show. The Dateable Podcast features real stories from real people of how they make modern dating work or not. Each episode will not only offer you a new perspective on dating, but will also change the way you date. I'm your host, Yue, former dating coach turned dating sociologist. You'll also hear commentary from my producer, Julie Krafchick, and other surprise co-hosts. 
Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Dateable, a show all about modern dating. Do you ever fantasize about going on dates and then doing an exit interview of sorts? Kind of like a survey at the end of the date to see how things went. That's always been my fantasy. And we have a guinea pig who has agreed to do this for us as an experiment. We have Jason Jason in the house. I love our guest Jason already. One, because he's an avid listener of Dateable. So we got to give him props for that. And two, when we approached him with this idea, Jason was like, I'm down. Let's do yeah. it. Let's do it. This is just a little background about who he is. He's originally from Marin, has lived in San Francisco for just over two years. He's 28 years old and described his relationship status as pretty single and taking a dating sabbatical. And then also single actively. Okay, so dates. taking us. So what is it? Where taking are we right a dating now? sabbatical <laughs> and actively going on dates. It's just hybrid like a single. Hybrid. You know. Pretty much dabbling. 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 Yeah. Is yeah. there like a middle ground that we need to start <laughs> doing? <laughs> this is what he wrote to us originally. I've been an avid listener of the podcast for years and have been on hundreds of first dates, but none of them have taken me anywhere, whether being ghosted, rejected, or not feeling the vibe. I'm looking how to change this. Sometimes I struggle to impress a girl right out of the gate. Am I not matching my profile? Should I be more assertive? These are questions I come to Dateable to solve. You've come to the right place. So... We proposed to Jason the exit interview experiment where we contacted five of the girls that he's been on first dates with. And basically, as soon as I contacted them, they were very open to doing this, which was awesome. Like pretty much all of them remembered you. They all wrote back within like the first like half an hour. Yeah, when Julie told me she got the girls, I'm like... Okay, this podcast is going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, we appreciate, I think it's going to be a great learning, but okay. have you guys, have you ever done an exit interview at work? I haven't. Then I didn't have like a formal process, but gotcha. mm, I've done yeah. many exit so interviews at work. There was this book that I read and the name of it is totally escaping me right now, but it was all like, this is where we got this idea and it was based around women. So this is, I think the first time from a male perspective. And she basically talked to so many different people that women have had gone on dates with and tried to push it a little further mm-hmm. to figure out what the real root causes of why these dates weren't amounting and came up with themes from that. Mm. So this is kind of where this idea stemmed from this like take on the work exit interview before mm-hmm. dating. And we've also taken on that methodology. So maybe Julie, you want to go through the initial message you sent to these women. Sure. Basically, I reached out and said, we're doing an episode that is like an exit interview to better understand one of our guests dating patterns. He gave us your name as someone who we went out with recently, and we were wondering if we could do a 10-minute call to ask a few questions of why there wasn't a connection. Would love to have you help us with this. If you wouldn't mind, as this is an opportunity to give feedback so we can learn from it. Yeah, so we didn't reveal who you were in that initial Mm -hmm. message. We were just kind of... Yeah. Seeing if people were open. But I think one of the things to note too is like when you do user interviews like at work, one of the best things is the gift of feedback. Mm-hmm. Like you can learn from feedback, you can <laughs> improve your product or in this case, your dating life. Yeah, I'm an app of some that- sort. <laughs> You're in beta. We're going to get you. (laughs) So anyways, I think feedback is a gift. And honestly, no one ever gets feedback on dates. So Mm -hmm. very rarely. So I guess to start, like, why these 
girls. Why did you give us their info of all the people you've gone on the hundreds, hundreds of, dates? of first dates? Uh, unfortunately, uh, <laughs> I'm one of those people kind of with this pattern where if it didn't work out after the first date, I possibly would remove someone's number. Luckily, in the recent dates, I was able to find somebody where in the app there was the phone number. Oh, so okay. a little bit of based off of availability when I f- was able to find their contact. Got it. Okay. That makes sense mm-hmm. now <laughs> based on what we heard. <laughs> so paint the picture for us. When you're going on these hundreds of first dates, how would these dates end? I was kind of going for the quantity over quality. Let's say I was I had a kickboxing class on Monday, a free date on Tuesday, uh, <laughs> staying at work late on Wednesday. I'd kind of like pick and choose my days of the week and then kind of pencil in these dates. And then I was mostly looking for like dive bars or locations possibly closer by to me. And uh, based off of that kind of matching my schedule, I might have put myself at a disadvantage in not quite knowing the girl too well. And So you're filling time slots here. Yes. Did you ever do the back-to-back date? Only once in my life. And okay. I like walked around the block a few times and I'm like, I hope this girl, the first girl doesn't see me as she's Oh leaving. my God. So at the same place? You uh, back next to back? door. Oh, oh my gosh, <laughs> You are Jason. optimizing your time. And it was in Los Gatos. It's a small town. Oh, there okay. you go. But how would these, did you see any patterns of how these dates would end? I'd always come to second guess myself if like I thought there was chemistry, but I didn't go in for a kiss. And then I'd sort of like possibly blame myself. But other times... I was just like, oh, you know, like it was so short. One of us might have said we had work early. And then I just kind of like drifted on and like kind of maybe got the message. Mm -hmm. And that led me to like a next possible uh, date. So what were some of the challenges you faced while dating? Hmm. For me, which led me to wanting to be interviewed, I sort of might warm up to somebody later on, like, a second date, mm-hmm. I find it a little bit kind of uh, upsetting when somebody that I give one hour of time is able to judge if there's, uh, I get this a lot, no romantic chemistry. Mm-hmm. So I think that like uh, mounted a bit on me and like uh, kind of the weight on my shoulders. So it led me to being unsure of how assertive I need to be on a first date or oh. or kind of like changing my character. And a lot of my friends would say like, you're like super authentic, friendly, uh, warm, bubbly guy. But I just sort of, if it didn't work on one date, I might be a different person of some sort on another date. And that kind of led me to change. What are you looking for? As my mother would say, a nice Jewish girl. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm definitely, I know I want to be in a relationship. I had like a short phase of maybe like one night stands, but somebody just to work my way in doing like an activity I like, going to the botanical garden, a night out for dinner, a comedy club, whether these are like friendly activities to start, I kind of like really want to put myself out there with somebody. And mm. sometimes on a first date, I, I'm either a little anxious or too much of myself. I guess Too much of yourself? <laughs> I think like I scare girls a little bit by like telling my life stories and things like that. Are you inferring that or did people tell you that? Inferring. Uh, okay. okay. And, and when you're talking about quantity over quality, does that mean you're not necessarily looking for a relationship? Are you just looking for activity partner, someone to hang out with? I think mix. So hmm, now I definitely feel like I could commit to somebody, mm. but I kind of get that like uh, on to the next one. There's another like uh, opportunity, even uh, if I think the term is called... Uh, abundance mentality yeah yeah so you're just you're basically having quantity over quality because you feel like you need to fill your funnel up with a lot of people to find that person Mm -hmm. i could say that yeah if that's the case why come to us for this experiment when you can just 
fill up those time slots with first dates. Why mm-hmm. is it important to pursue them further? Yeah, I think I hit like uh, hit the wall like maybe two or three months ago and or even a little bit earlier. But I wanted to like stop going on dates for a while, which might have led me to like that dating sabbatical. I tell my friends like, oh, my God, I got a first date with this girl tonight. And then it wouldn't go well. And then I kind of have to like have that my own exit interview or like mm. I call it like press conference. I'm like, press so it didn't work out. I'll let you know when something better comes about. <laughs> and it definitely did like uh, kind of take a toll on me to point and want to figure out who I am. And, and mm. I don't think I really enjoyed this sort of speed dating. So we noticed all the women that you gave us a contact for, you met them through Hinge. Is Correct. that your app of choice? Well, I think Hinge is the relationship app of some sort. I've had like sort of short-term stays on like Tinder or Bumble. Short-term stays. <laughs> <laughs> and I just seen quality of people a bit stronger on there. Okay. Uh, Julie yeah. loves Hinge. Yeah, I feel the same way. Hinge. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Before we reveal each girl's uh, feedback to you, let's just go through some themes yeah we'll just go with the good first okay Okay. (laughs) the good the good is to start off all the girls thought that you did not disappoint in person when they first saw you no catfishing they thought you were cute (laughs) genuine Mm -hmm. sweet good natured nice guy good manners asked a lot of great questions great conversationalist overall. They thought you were, again, attractive, match your profile. Only one out of the five girls we talked to didn't feel chemistry, but the majority of them rated the date on a scale one to 10 between five and a seven, okay? And then they were open to a second date or a longer date. Any reactions to that? I definitely am happy that my (laughs) pictures look like who I am. Yeah, Uh, Yeah. I definitely put a lot of effort into that. I can easily recognize an app dating profile where you can tell like the photo's a little blurry or it's outdated. So yeah, I'm happy about that. Conversationalist is really helpful because at times I kind of worry about like a pause of two to three seconds or Mm -hmm. uh, allowing things to flow. Mm -hmm. So maybe I wasn't as rushed in my uh, conversations. I think a lot of them mentioned too, like they've had some really bad dates. Yeah. They all were like, this was like a good, like an average to good date. Yeah. Like pretty much across the board. Nothing. the one that had no chemistry was like, Still, Still a good date. Like Had overall. a good time. Mm-hmm. So let's start with each girl one by one and we'll okay. play for you their feedback. Okay. Starting okay. with girl number one. I was really excited when he like kind of first walked in. Looked exactly like him pictures. I thought he was really cute. And then I felt like it kind of fell flat pretty quickly. I don't know whether it was that he like really wasn't interested or if he didn't really like know how to convey like being interested. I feel like all of our Would you have stayed longer if he hadn't done that?
two drinks. One drink feels very, uh, like, I gave you the very, very minimum of my attention <laughs> yeah. and time. And it's kind of like when the drinks are done, the date is done, it's how it feels. I think it's worth trying to get the second drink just to see if there's anything you didn't see in the, in the first little bit. Like, again, maybe just totally was not into me at all, but if I was giving this advice in general about dating, it would probably be keep your options open, at least give kind of the attitude that you're enjoying yourself and mm-hmm. try to give someone the benefit of the doubt and a little bit more time and energy. Yeah, I remember, like, walking back into my door almost exactly, like, an hour after I left for the date and, like, all right. So then how did it end with him? I think we had kind of an awkward hug outside the bar. <laughs> I kind of like, well, thanks for the drink. And no, like, oh, like, this was fun. We'll do it again sometimes. Nothing like that. Just kind of, okay, like, thanks. So did he ever ask you out again? No. So if he had hypothetically been more like, let's go out again or stayed for that second drink, would you have uh-huh. been interested in going out again? Potentially. Like, I okay. think... Okay, what do you think, Jason? Well, it's good to get the first one (laughs) under the belt. Uh, I almost thought that the conversation on her end was short and subtle and Ah. uh, that, or short and succinct, and that she wanted to leave a bit. Sometimes I pick up like people glancing around, and if that's like. Uh, body language. So did you think she was interested? I don't, I felt she wasn't. And and, and I'm usually not. I hear she thought you weren't interested. Mm -hmm. So by you calling the date after you thought you were doing her a favor, like by saying, like she said, like when the waiter came around, she Mm -hmm. was surprised that you were like, no, no more more drinks done. Mm -hmm. Like what was your thought process? So I'll usually do my dates at 7.30 or 8. For me at my job, I don't get until about 10 a.m. But when it gets to like 8.45 or 9, sometimes I just assume somebody has to leave. Again, assuming. I know. That's in my head. Yeah, that so, is super interesting. And I rarely, as far as I know, a lot of girls will cut the cord and be like, you know, I was great. Uh, I'm fine. I'm on this drink. Yeah. So knowing that somebody won a second drink, like, whoa, I didn't even... So you were being preemptive in this. You were like, before she says no to a second drink, I'm just going to say no. (laughs) We're going to go. We're going to get out of here. But were you interested in her? There was enough in the conversation where I could have continued to talk. I thought it was one and done. Ah, yeah. Is that because you didn't think she was interested? I felt felt she was a little bit on the shy end. One thing I might want to like tinker with in my uh, dating game is like even conversation. So when I start talking 75, 25, I almost feel that it's already in the forest. Wow, you're so methodical about it. Interesting. Uh Interesting. Shall we go? Let's go to the next one. Yeah, Yeah. dating science. (laughs) I like that. Okay. (laughs) So here is girl number two. No, I had good impressions. He confirmed, like, that day he had asked me, like, if I had a favorite place in my area, which I didn't, but he recommended a favorite of his, so he was accommodating, like, where I was, you know, because sometimes that's an issue. People expect you to go really far, and yeah, he was was definitely aware of, like, where I was coming from and, like, the timing and everything. So we, we met at a bar. I was running a little bit late, so he was there already. And he had already ordered a drink. And so I sat down, and then I ordered a drink. I remember, like, a little bit confused about who was paying for it, which I'm happy to pay for my own drink. But typically, like, guys 
you have wanted it to keep going? Um, I was open to another drink, I think, at that point. And then do you remember, like, um, how it ended? Like, did you guys talk about seeing each other? Like, did he ever text again? Yeah, so I remember we, he was like, oh, I need to go. And then we, like, both walked out of the bar. And then we were kind of in front of the bar. And I was, like, on my phone trying to, like, look up Uber and kind of, like, or versus the bus or, like, how I was going to get home. He had also, like, pulled up his phone. And he kind of was just like, oh... Um, my best is here and I have to go and kind of just ran off. <laughs> kind of like ended super abruptly. I don't really remember if we had talked about meeting up. I think we had said something about, oh, this is like nice and fun and whatever, like, you know, generic. I was kind of like thrown off by the, like, just running off to the bus kind of thing. And um, so I was like, oh, maybe he's not into me. If I kind of get those going, I'm not, I'm kind of girl who will let the guy kind of show me that they're interested so I didn't ever text him and he never mm. texted me so we just never spoke again was it really necessary to catch that but <laughs> <laughs> like could you wait a 10 more minutes for the next one <laughs> yeah so they just end the date smoothly I think I think that's advice like if you <laughs> And and what's your situation now? Are you single or are you dating? I am still single. I'm still I'm dating. I've been on a few first dates in the past week, going on a few second dates next week. So we'll see how things progress there. If there was a giant miscommunication with this that he was interested in going out again without you, rushing to the bus, yeah, would you be open to that? <laughs> But you were willing to have a second drink with him. So there was enough fun on that in that first hour for you to possibly stay, right? That's true. Yeah, you're right. We, I mean, conversation was pretty natural and pretty free-flowing. Kind of um, interview-esque, but that's pretty typical on a first date. But mm, yeah. I don't remember like, any awkward pauses or anything like that. And, and then you kind of need some time to flesh it out, get a good sense of somebody in like one hour. So I was open to like another 
Right. Another 30-40 minutes, plus it out a little bit more. What's your mm-hmm. reaction? Yeah, several interesting points. But the getting the drink before, I didn't want to be on my phone yeah. and just be sitting there. So I was like, why not get a drink? And, Have something to do. And right? I always pay for drinks, even if it's bites and drinks on a first date. So definitely, uh, I'm not sure how that would cause, yeah, confusion. I don't think mm-hmm. that's... A, I it's don't not you getting the drink yeah. first. Okay. It's that when she showed up, um, there was no clear indicator that you were getting the drink for her. Mm-hmm. It was more... More like free for all seemed okay. like so she wasn't sure if she should be paying for it. And, and she drink. also said she didn't care if you purchased the drink. She wasn't mm-hmm. like, oh, he yeah. has to. She just said it was an awkward start. The first thirty seconds into a minute of a date, when we're getting like arranged in our seats, I definitely have a bit of like quietness to it. I should have been like. Hey, nice to meet you. I got my uh, Coors Light here. That's a bad choice. I got my <laughs> Moscow Mule here. Uh, let me get you a drink. You, let me get you a drink. That's great advice. It was interesting. I think I we talked a lot about work. Probably 90% of my friends in San Francisco or at my current job. People are roughly anywhere from three to six years younger. Uh-huh. I have a few friends older, but I could see at someone in a different stage in their life thinking, oh, maybe maturity level is different. But I guess overall, like, were, were you interested in her? What was your vibe with her? It was one of those dates where in my head I'll be like, hmm, do I want to ask him out on a second date here? I believe like she might have been busy that weekend and I almost would hmm. write people off. Let's say this was a Tuesday night. I almost have a hard time thinking in San Francisco uh, people wanting to go on a second date seven days later. So Another assumption. <laughs> what is interesting about you thinking back about these dates mm-hmm. is that you don't actually give us your opinion of them. You actually mm-hmm. are more concerned about their opinion of you. Oh. So with yeah, with girl number two, we're going to ask again, mm-hmm. were you interested in her? I would have definitely grabbed another drink with her. So why did you run for the bus? <laughs> I definitely feel like I'm programmed to schedule at times. Mm. So you already saw how I like to, you know, maximize my time and activities, friends and all that. So I almost get the thought that a first date should be this long and interesting. And should possibly cut it off after an hour and leave like some mis mystery about it. But were you running to another date or you were just literally just running for the bus? Running home and watch the end of the Warriors game. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm like back to break, fourth quarter. Oh god. <laughs> I kid. Okay, so basically you were interested in extending this date hypothetically, mm-hmm. going out with her again. But why did you not ask her out again? I know. And I'm hearing the feedback so far and seeing girls interested. I have this fear of the rejection text message and already hearing two girls like me. And when I thought they were like, meh, decent dates, I'm like. Yeah, I think that should bring to a theme that we saw. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because this was a theme that we saw with them, but with others also, is that they felt that the short date indicated you, you were interested. interested. I would have felt the same way. All the girls basically said that one drink is not enough to get to know someone. Mm-hmm. And they understand mm-hmm. that the first drink things might be awkward mm-hmm. and they are willing to give it more time. That was mm-hmm. reoccurring. As long okay. as you're having a good enough time, yep. you should extend it and for at least another drink. all of these women said that they felt like the date was cut short. Abruptly. Abruptly. And that to them signified that you were not interested. And then when you didn't follow up again, like afterwards, they also didn't think you were interested. There is still a notion that the guy follows up after the date. Hmm. And when that doesn't happen, they just, it feels like they're not interested. What if like the girl was like, Jason, I'm having a great time. Can we do a second drink? 
it's not always up to the guy right. to extend the date. Mm-hmm. But on the first date, you literally told the waiter no, no to the second drink. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or at least according <laughs> yeah. to her. Please, no more. No more. Yeah. And for the second date, the second girl, you ran to the bus. I like I think I'm that's like, what it is. They're already getting negative reinforcement. They're all like you're also afraid to put yourself on the line. They're afraid to put themselves on the line. And mm-hmm. also I think as a girl on a date, I can always feel when a guy wants to wrap it up. Yes. So maybe mm. you were giving off that vibe like, oh, I need to catch this bus or I'm I'm going to cut this date gotcha. short yeah. that, that would prompt me not to ask for an extension. Yeah. Okay. So the next three girls we speak to, um, this theme didn't carry through to these girls because mm-hmm. the dates were a little bit longer. Okay. So okay. let's listen to girl number three. We exchanged a few text messages and then decided to meet at a bar that's just like right down the street from my house. He got to the bar a little bit before I did. I went to sit down next to him, introduced myself. We had one drink at that bar and then we moved on to kind of my like little favorite neighborhood bar. We had some like fun conversation, nothing too serious. Seems to be a nice guy. Had a good personality, easygoing, easy to talk to. There was never like any really awkward, silent moments. How long was that first date? How do, how long did it last? I think it was two hours. I, I thought it went well. He walked me to my house and we said goodnight. And then I just never heard from him again. Was there like a kiss or anything or awkward uh, hug? We kissed at one of the bars. Okay. So when, when you guys said goodbye that night, were you expecting to see him again? Yeah, or at least to hear from him. Would you have gone out with him again if you heard from him? I think so. I think I'm pretty traditional in the sense that I, I would rather wait for a guy to reach out to me. It's not super progressive of me, I guess. It's just kind of how I operate unless there was something like super magnificent about them where I couldn't wait to see them again. I guess maybe it wasn't super like memorable. It was a mm. lovely evening. Like we had fun. He seems to be like smart and kind. How would you have rated the date on like a scale of one to ten? Um, probably like a seven. Okay, so it's pretty decent. high. Yeah. If Jason called you up for a second date now, what would you say? Um, I would probably say you should have done that before you gave my number to Dateable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I probably wouldn't be interested. It's been um, quite some time now. It just seems weird to me that he didn't reach out to me. And also, like, no follow-up. I feel like if there had been follow-up, you know, like, even a week after the date, I would have been like, oh, yeah. Let's go out again. Okay. Thoughts? Okay. I said I was more driven for a relationship. Sometimes I fall off the tracks. And I think with this girl, I was kind of going for more of a one-night stand or hookup. I definitely do a good job of accommodating to people, not for the hookup sense, just for being... Location. That was something that they did comment Mm -hmm. on. Oh, I do a lot of research. uh, But I remember getting in there... uh, I arrived on time. I've been known to never arrive more than two minutes late on a date. <laughs> and uh, I I got a drink first, but I was able to find a spot in the bar. Very loud, and it was a little bit hard to hear. So that led me to go into another bar. And so I you picked, broke the one-hour rule. I know. All my alarms <laughs> the, and vibrating And the one-drink rule. Go figure. And Yeah, I, I hate to, like, catch signals that, like, it was more of, like, 
fun or playful. Oh, so, so more casual. So yeah. did you break the rules because you didn't see potential on this one? I think so. Interesting. What were some of the signs that she was giving off that you felt like it was more casual? She had talked about working remotely a lot, but working at bars often and being like, oh, I go to this bar at like 2 p.m. I know the bartender. It's nice because I can see my clients one day, but be here at a bar with another. I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. So high drinking. Yeah. Um. Uh, high drinking, bit more of a work hard, play hard. Very talkative. Okay, uh-huh. so you still, I'm assuming you found her attractive because mm-hmm. you guys kissed. I found her attractive. So mm-hmm. why no follow-up, even if it wasn't a relationship? I know. And <laughs> <laughs> he's like, in retrospect. <laughs> what a great question again. Uh, I think I was more physically attracted than emotionally and physically. And I've often received these three words, no romantic connection, a lot with uh, girls if I got the follow-up text. So I was like, hmm, we can have a good time in two to three hours. But do I really owe somebody a response or like maybe if they followed up, we could do something again. But yeah, I just figured with this time, you know, I I had a lot of fun. We talked about all sorts of things like tattoos, crazy college stories, living in San Francisco, funny first dates. You know, it was a good time in the moment, but hmm. In San Francisco, do I owe somebody something? I, I guess you don't owe them anything. You, what you're telling mm-hmm, us is re- yeah. you had a great date mm-hmm. in the moment, but mm-hmm. then afterwards those feelings maybe disappeared and you didn't feel like it needed a second date. Correct. I didn't run to the bus. I had 10 <laughs> minutes to catch the bus. Um, I enjoyed walking her back. I also thought, like, I'm not the type of guy that kisses often on a first date in a bar with people. I remember her even saying... I don't usually do this. And he's like, whoa, look at me. But I thought almost she'd invite me back in for... Oh, um, so, you were ho- so you thought this might be a one-night stand, and when it didn't mm-hmm. go there, when she said you'd be thanks. like, whatever. Got it. Yeah. This explains so many of the what I thought were great dates I've been on, where we kiss, he walked me home. I was like, he's definitely going to text me tomorrow. Okay. I never heard from them But again. I will mm-hmm. throw in one of our other observations, because I think it's a good time for this, is sure. a lot of the earlier girls that liked had an overall good time in some of the ones that we're still going to reveal. They said the conversation was good. It was, mm-hmm. you asked a lot of questions. You were good conversationalists, mm-hmm. but it was very much date talk. It was like hmm. the basics getting to know you. They mm-hmm. didn't walk away with like a strong, like this is Jason and he is different because of X, Y, and Z. <sighs> and I will say this one of all of the people actually thought the conversation was the most interesting. Because you weren't as calculated. Mm-hmm. You and were just like, like you said, you were telling stories. You were just like acting like you were old friends more. It sounded like more like jovial. And like she also mm-hmm. thought you were interested because you did kiss. Like I know mm-hmm. you're saying you don't typically do it. But some of these other ones, maybe you're swinging too far on the pendulum of being too formal and not... Yeah, too serious. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily affectionate enough that they're basically just getting a vibe that you're not interested. And you also weren't as concerned whether she liked you or not because you received that validation from the kissing and the flirting. Mm-hmm. So it didn't get in your head as much on this date when it did on the other dates when you didn't receive what you thought would be validation. That's definitely. super interesting. That is really interesting. She is definitely interested. All right, shall we go to the next one? Let's Girl do it. number Let's do it. four. 
All right, let's take a quick break so I can tell you about our sponsor, Mock Cloth. With all the rain in California recently, I started looking for raincoats and found the cutest yellow raincoat at Mock Cloth. And then I started thinking about the spring and found so many pieces with a perfect pop of color. I'm kind of on a yellow kick lately, so everything I bought has some sort of yellow in it. So what are you waiting for? Hit the site and discover something uniquely you. This is the perfect time to stock up on dresses and swimsuits for the season ahead. With Mock Cloth, you won't ever have to worry about fit because they carry sizes from double zero to 28 and their team of mod stylists can hook you up with complimentary sizing and styling help. Special for dateable listeners, get 15% off your purchase of $100 or more. Just go to modcloth.com, that's spelled M-O-D-C-L-O-T-H.com and enter the code dateable at checkout. That's D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E. This offer is valid for one-time use only and expires May 5th, so get on it. Again, go to modcloth.com and enter the code DATEABLE at checkout to get 15% off your purchase of $100 or more. And now, back to the show. All right, shall we go to the next one? Let's Girl do it. number Let's do it. four. So we started off, we went to the page first and got, I want to say a drink or maybe two drinks there, and then went over to Horse Feather a little bit down down the street and got another drink there and just had good conversation. Nothing out of the ordinary that like popped out to me, like anything like weird that he said or did. It was a pretty just getting to know you kind of first date. And he was a really like, fun, loving guy. He was sweet, polite, which I liked. He just seemed genuine to me. He asked a lot of questions and listened, and then when I asked questions, he'd give answers or, or talk, you know, tell stories. He was a, a good conversationalist. I, I, I enjoyed the time that I spent with him, but a couple, like, there were a couple things that came up on the date that just kind of made me think, like, maybe he's not, like, the right fit for me. Um, I'm a pretty, like, free-spirited, very, like, go-with-the-flow kind of person, and he seemed like he mentioned at one point and even in his profile something about like how he's really clean and like he made, he made a point to like talk about how he never was a dish in the sink and like really tidy person and I don't know. I'm like, I'm a hot mess. And I felt like he was <laughs> more together than I did. So Got maybe it. he wasn't as laid back as you would be. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Got it. So I guess, how did the date end? He, he said something about wanting to go mini golfing. And I was like, open to seeing him again. But also like, wasn't, I wasn't, like, dead set on it, you know? But then after the date ended, I literally never heard from him again. Wait, so he brought up a second date, and then what What was the exact response you gave him? I think I said something like, oh, I, I've heard that, that new one opened, so I'd be, like, willing to go. Um, I mean, I was open to it. I think sometimes, like, first dates, are, they can be kind of awkward, and I'm usually willing to, like, give them a second chance. I wasn't, like, I absolutely never want to see him again. I didn't feel like that. Like I said, he never asked me to go out again so I just kind of like didn't reach out back to him after the date either. Jason reached out like now and asked you out on a second date what would you say? I'd consider it I'm I'm kind of dating someone right now so I probably would need to take that into account. If you had to rate the date from scale one to ten what would you give it? I'd I'd say it was like an average first date what you'd expect what's your reaction i was a little bit nervous right away i think that's a good sign for me we were talking about similarities in music she was younger and i'm 28 going on 29 not that i use my hinge age range or i fall too closely but i would say probably minus three plus three with my age 
So this was like she was, felt a little younger. Yeah, I was my one of my friends, my go-to uh, pre-date texter. Uh, she was like, "Oh, interesting. She's a little bit on the young side." But I was like, "Oh, I think why not." There's mm-hmm. a connection, which oftentimes you pick up so easily in text messages if they're talkative or not. And so, did you did you like her? <laughs> Again, she would define herself as free spirited, and mm-hmm. she didn't feel like you were on the same page. Hmm. What's your reaction to that? I was definitely attracted to her. I do remember, and I hate when this happens on dates. We start talking about whether it's like Burning Man or Coachella, and sort of more along the lines of like recreational drugs, uh-huh. and then. I think I'm very inquisitive on dates, so I'll like, continue to ask questions, uh, use those good people skills, uh, but I don't know if I, yeah, could relate the entire time. That's okay. okay. That's okay. That's going to uh, happen, yeah. I do remember she was relatively new to the Bay Area, San Francisco, recent college graduate, so I thought provided, yeah, if it was more like scripted, I definitely was like, oh, these are my favorite spots in the city. Have you ever been to this bar? And mm. when you were mentioning earlier, not getting to know the real Jason, the bubbly Jason, mm-hmm. probably wasn't there. And which so, me, yes. why did you not yeah. contact her again? Hmm, another great question. You <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought it wasn't that I had another girl lined up. It was more like, uh, like I'm really working on being more bold in this fear of rejection. Mm-hmm. To a certain point, in my dating life, getting a text from the girl the next day after I responded, I was like. Pull up my phone. Oh, I know what's coming. Often the uh, Dear John or Dear Jane message, uh, I had a great time. I didn't really see anything. And as we've discussed here, most of these girls would have been open for a second date and yeah. kind of holding on to something in the past and it impacting. I didn't even really even take that leap. I mean, this is clearly one of the themes that we saw that they all were open to a second date. They yeah. all wanted you to contact them. It's definitely coming from the past. Mm-hmm. And also your fear of rejection has been put so much emphasis on how they feel about you so much so that you've repressed your own feelings about them you're like even if i do like this person my fear of rejection is not going to allow me to develop any more feelings for this person and that's unfortunate because these were all great opportunities for you to see where these these dates could go saying they might i was more worried if they liked me whether yeah. me giving it another try yeah okay you I were so you you weren't going to reach out again not because you weren't interested but because you were so afraid of that rejection dear jane email or text mm-hmm. not email <laughs> i hope that's not. an aggressive <laughs> i have so much to say to you i need to send an email <laughs> oh my gosh. but you were visualizing so much that rejection text that you just didn't do anything you yeah. were just defeated i didn't even let myself sit on it no i no. would walk out run out to the bus uh and just <laughs> yeah Again, preemptive. Move on so quickly, yeah. Yeah, right. And no feedback, which is great now. <laughs> Last girl. Let's listen to what she has to say. He suggested a pretty cool first date where he suggested going um, mini golfing. So I thought that was that was creative. And so when I first met him, he was a very big gentleman where he treated us both to mini golf, got us both a drink, and he asked a lot of questions about myself and was very polite. He was a good conversationalist, but I I just didn't feel that initial spark, that chemistry that I'm looking for in a romantic partner. It felt more friendship. I thought objectively that he was a handsome guy. I I just didn't find myself um, attracted, I guess, in the chemistry sense. Was there anything 
about the date that stood out in your mind? Where we went, where he picked to go was really creative. And I liked that he did ask a lot of questions about me and seemed genuinely interested in, in getting to know me and my life. But other than that, it, it seemed like you're pretty standard, runs the mill, good first date, but it just was missing that chemistry component for me. How did the date end? Well, we finished our round of mini golf, then we both called our own Ubers and said our goodbyes, and that was it. I didn't really expect to here, um, just because it felt like we didn't have that whole chemistry. Yeah, so uh, we never texted to follow up or anything. If uh, he had texted, would you have considered meeting up with him again? I'm honestly not sure. <laughs> I think it's always nice when a guy uh, follows up after the date, whether or not they had a good time or not. Um, just to sort of check in, because um, I feel like ghosting pretty common these days. On a scale 1 to 10, how would you rate the date? I'd say a 5, where it was good to get to know him for, for the time. I, I just think that we just didn't have that mutual chemistry yeah. and attraction on both ends, I think. And if he reached out now to ask you on a second date, what would you say? By now, just because we went out in October, and <laughs> I think we were both a little lukewarm on the date. Yeah. I think the the romantic part, that ship has failed, but I always would be open to being friends. Oh, I remember this one. Yeah. <laughs> so, I hope so. You know... Being on my schedule, putting it into my calendar, uh, I always would put um, an emoji with the activity we were doing uh, on my phone. I'm just that much of it. So I had left work. It was a little bit out of the way, which was fine. So I believe we picked a time that was best for her commute. 30 minutes before the date, as I was my making my way over, she had mentioned, uh, is there any way we can move it an hour later? Uh, possibly somewhere closer to me. I live in this area. And I had responded a bit like shaken by like this last minute change. She went back to the same plan. But it turns out I got there early. I had some tacos. I was texting a few friends. Oh, that's awkward to be waiting. For waiting that there. I think mm-hmm. it was in the fall. It's a little bit cold. If I had known maybe two hours before, that uh, would have been great. Uh, so I kind of like, and this might be just one of the types of examples, but I was a little bit like discouraged going into the date mm. from this last second plan. This is like a two-way exit interview, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love it. I We're hope getting she's the, listening to the second exit interview on the other <laughs> side. Yeah. I was sort of trialing out date spots and... I thought it was a little bit hard to have chemistry when we were moving from hole to hole. I would putt. I'm just like, let me focus. I need to make this. (laughs) Pull my Tiger Woods. uh, I think as a first date, it's tough. I think as you've been on dates, it's a great date because it can be fun and playful. But I agree. If you're just trying to get to know someone, have a conversation, it is a tough one to I forgot what that. I talked about on hole two when we <laughs> yeah, on hole one. So many holes. Yeah. <laughs> I think 19. Hole in one. Yeah. Let's hold that thought for a second. We'll get right back to it. This episode is sponsored by Via. We all know there are things that can help set the mood in the bedroom, but did you know a little THC could also do that? Yes, Via has developed a unique blend of pleasure-enhancing cannabinoids, libido-strengthening herbs, and a low dose of THC all into one mind-blowing gummy called High Love. This gummy, wow, it will awaken your senses, increase blood flow, and intensify any sexual experience. I've been pleasantly surprised by the High Love gummies because it is just the right amount of 
THC for me to have a good time without feeling sleepy. And hey, if THC is not your thing, Via also offers a wide array of other gummies without it. And everything legally ships in 50 states with discreet packaging directly to your door. So if you're over 21, you can get 15% off and a free pack of award-winning Dreams THC plus CBN sleep gummies with our exclusive code DATEABLE at ViaHemp.com. That's V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com. Let the gummies work their magic. Head to ViaHemp.com and use the code DATEABLE to receive 15% off and one free sample of their sleepy dream gummies. That's ViaHemp.com and use the code D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E at checkout. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from ViaHemp. This episode is made possible by Armoire. Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out. Listen, I live in Southern California. There is absolutely no need for puffer coats or any sort of those winter jackets. But when I travel anywhere else in the world in these cold months, I'm often burdened with the task of getting winter clothes. And now with Armoire, I can just rent my winter wardrobe. It's brilliant. Right now, our listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash datable. That is armoire.style, spelled A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. We are so excited to share with you our new podcast, Exit Interview. Dates don't usually end with a satisfaction survey, and yet we rate everything in our lives, from Uber drivers to local coffee shops. So why don't we do the same thing when dating? We're here to conduct the ultimate romance review, featuring daters hungry for love who have agreed to call up old flames to gather honest feedback. Welcome to Exit Interview. He upgraded himself to business class while I was in economy. (laughs) Wait, wow. What? There's feedback that will make you cringe. She could be a little bit hard-headed, like not reading the writing on the wall. And feedback that will make you swoon. When she said that she had feelings for you. I had no idea. Really? And maybe you'll learn a thing or two yourself about how you can be a better dater, lover, or partner. Obviously, like, knew I was going to learn something. I didn't expect this. Welcome to Exit Interview. Listen to Exit Interview on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so did you want to see her again? I was definitely physically attracted to her. Our difference in schedules and lifestyles. I was intimidated by her occupation. And that sort of almost led me to want to possibly give up on this and not give myself enough credit for where Mm. I am. Mm. So you were into her. You just doubted yourself with it. And that's what prevented you from following up again? This one, I'm going to say it's more 50-50. Okay. Don't really appreciate when someone arrives late to uh, a okay. date. Yeah. All right. Fair uh, enough. I have a question for you. Does every social engagement outside of dates, do you set calendar advice? <sighs> Guilty, yeah. I even put like morning gym 
tomorrow in my calendar. Yeah. Yeah. You're just a planner. You're a planner. Yeah. 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 Cooling down on that is probably well, one. Well, I wouldn't yeah. even say it's cooling down. I I find that aspect of you endearing. I think sometimes the things that you think make you a little bit quirky or maybe a little neurotic are endearing for people. Mm-hmm. And for the right girl, she's going to think that's really cute th- and that's great. Yeah. I think there's a line though. I think mm-hmm. like being a planner is awesome. And trust me, so many of our female friends, including ourselves, have been like, why can't our guys just get it together and be yeah, planners? Plan okay. So that is a great quality. I think though where it becomes a little difficult is when it prohibits you from continuing on with something. Like mm. if you're having a good time feeling like, okay, I only marked two hours in my calendar. I got to go mm. run to the yeah. bus. Why not everyone's like me. So just because I think that the date needs to end at nine and I'm mm-hmm. tied to this time doesn't mean that other people do. It could be just having a conversation and seeing where they're at. Are you having a good time? Would you like another drink? I didn't even do that in any of my... Exactly. Yeah. It's super easy. Yeah. yeah. You can just say, I'm having a great time. Right. I would like to continue. Would you? Because you're the one driving the situation. You're not so much like, are you having a right. I'm having a good time. Right. Do you want to come along for this ride or not? A lot of the women said that even the two to three hour dates, I think they were slightly better because there was more time. Mm-hmm. But a lot of them said like, oh, it's the first date. I know that I'm not going to really get to know this person. Like they've kind of yeah. choked it up that that's the reality of first dates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the people that were just cut short, they just didn't think there was enough time. Yeah. And they also took it as a sign that you weren't interested. And I'm the one who took it as there was no chemistry. Right. I yeah. I'm still, I have to realize, and it's so easy when you can text somebody or message somebody on an app and talk about just about anything. Mm-hmm. You're suddenly in person with a stranger. Yeah. That's going to take some time, more than totally. one hour. Yeah. More, there will be awkward pauses and uh, somebody might be a little bit on. You know, uncomfortable. Yep. And I think that brings to conversation too. It's clear that you ask really great questions and are conversational and that's great. I think the one area that people mentioned was like things stood out per se Hmm. and they would have maybe been more open to making that first move to you if there was like, it was an incredible connection and just the best date they had. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of them felt like it was an average to good date. So maybe bringing like how you are with friends and like other people in your lives to those dates like I know personally like some of the best dates I've had is when you walk in and it feels like you've known that person forever Mm -hmm. and you're not asking like the where are you from what do you do like you can fold that in but like just kind of telling stories like you did with that one date that you didn't really care if it went anywhere Mm -hmm. she actually ranked you probably the highest in terms of just overall conversation fun Uh, that's good advice for everyone according to all the five women we spoke to seems like people's standards for a first date are very low. Yes. Okay, they're kind of like, it was good enough for me to go on a second date. It doesn't take much to have a good enough first date. All you have to do is stand out a little bit for that first date to be great. And some ways to do that is, I always think that your first time meeting someone in person should be a continuation of your online messaging. Yep. So where are you from? What do you do? That should be all out of the way yeah. by by the time you see each other in person. And so by the time you, you go on this in real life date, it should be like, so why did you get into this occupation that you're in? Why did you move to San Francisco? That's more about the why. And that's yeah. where people connect is more about why do you Jason chose these life choices 
And that's how I'm going to know the different layers of who you are. I second that. I definitely agree. Like, get the small talk out, out of, of the way. Out of the way. Yeah. Because, like, like you said, sometimes you only get one date. Or maybe if you ask for a second, you would get it. But... <laughs> yeah. I wish <laughs> but, I knew um, this. <laughs> there are times that you do only get one date. Mm-hmm. So you want to make sure that you maximize that and, like, make it something memorable. So ideally, you follow up. But even if you don't, they feel compelled to follow up because it was such a great date. Totally. Totally. Mm -hmm. And I think we hear this a lot is that people have great conversations on an app because it's easy to. You have time to think of something witty. You can talk about random shit. So if you can bring in that same personality you are on a dating app to in real life, you are going to have a great date. That's where that chemistry comes from. I definitely want to work on follow through, but is it too desperate to ask for if they're interested on a second date as you're working or as you're in the bar as you're walking out of the bar 10 minutes from now when you get home or no or we women love it love oh, i thought it. i was like women so needy love- if i would no why are you so afraid of coming off this is so like psychologically we're also self-referential so all these insecurities you have are actually criticisms you have of yourself in the grand scheme of things nobody thinks about you that much nobody's thinking oh my god jason's so desperate right now for asking me on a second date while on first date no nobody gives a shit no she's more thinking oh that's very nice like that's pretty assertive like what do you have to lose i think it's like the fact that you did nothing with some of these and then they could have gone somewhere is more to lose than Mm -hmm. if you had hypothetically message them like right after the date and said mm-hmm. like when can we see each other I had such a great time or even on the date the worst case scenario is they say they weren't feeling it. there's no way you can have chemistry with everyone in this world it's just not going to happen okay. you already have a leg up okay mm-hmm. you just showed us your hinge profile and how many matches you've had so many I've never seen a guy with that many neither matches. have I I think it's before you meet them you have more confidence yeah. for whatever reason yeah. oh I'm just mm-hmm. I like because you have a, nothing to lose, right? Because yeah. you don't know them. Yeah, They're swagger. not a real person. You just need to carry that swagger into real life. Assume that they are interested unless they tell you that they're not. And if they're not, yeah. then no loss. For all these women, they've said the only thing that's holding them back from seeing you again is time. Too yes. much time has passed. Just a suggestion. Maybe mm-hmm. you just reach out to girl number two and see if she's open to seeing you again. Why not? Mm-hmm. Right? And just see what happens. We'll do a follow-up episode. <laughs> and like Julie said, what do I have to lose? If not I'm not making these things. actions, I just adding more of these thoughts in my head and I'll continue exactly. to keep at it. Yeah. So I guess after this reveal, how are you feeling about the feedback? I feel like I need to go on a date right after this. <laughs> Hi, nice to meet you. you yeah, you want to put it all to practice now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so much of this confidence that I didn't even know I had in real life. That's the thing. I think we all yeah. think the worst. When in reality, I think most people are open to getting to know you yep. more. Mm-hmm. You, you're so in your head and you're so methodical and and all about self-discipline that you forgot to feel things on these dates you forgot to like reveal what about this let's put it all to good use what would you do differently on your next date uh agree about making somebody comfortable from the start kind of checking on them if they're having a good time or even saying 
I'm having a really great time. If it's not too late, would you want to grab another drink? Mm -hmm. Uh, Perfect. Like this is a good like stepping stone for a second date. I think that's the other thing is like if you get validation on the first date, asking for the second date is very natural. Yes. And one drink definitely plays into the shot in the dark mentality. Yeah. They're really confused. I'm even confused with myself looking back on it why I would dash out the door. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. We were very confused. (laughs) I'm never going to run to the bus Imagine that girl. How confused she was. I mean, that could be your intro to her. Be like, I can't believe I dashed out to the bus. Can we please go out again? Like, I want a second chance. Yeah. I agree. There really is nothing better in that evening than getting to know a fresh face. Yeah. Dating should be fun, right? right? It should be fun. You should leave a date thinking, that was really fun, even if there was no chemistry. I would also say this, and I think this goes for everyone, is that if you invite someone on a date, you almost want to look at like you've invited them to your house. So how would you treat them as the host of this party? For two. So if they come to this bar, you're like wanting to make them feel comfortable, get them a drink. You initiate the conversation, drive the conversation because they're a guest in your house, right? And I would never say such cold or bare questions like, where are you from? Yeah. Where do you work? How long have you been there? Like when I hear those questions at the party, I'm just like, I need to go grab a drink and find somebody else to chat to. Right. Immediately. I guess it's pretty fine to just be funny right off the bat or like, yeah, that's a connection. I think this goes, I'm going to kick off takeaways because I yeah. think what I've been thinking this whole time is especially with the losing the date talk because you are yourself and someone doesn't like it, then you've learned immediately if you're compatible or not. Mm-hmm. But if you date talk with just basic conversation, you both walk out of there just being like, I know about them like factually but Mm -hmm. I don't really have any opinion of them. And I think that's what happened a lot of the times is it was a good date, but it wasn't a great date. Mm -hmm. And it's better to have a great date or a bad date in a way, because then at (laughs) least you know someone's in with you or out with you. Absolutely. My takeaway is if you have to ask yourself if that's okay to say or do on a date, then you're way in your head. Yes. If you have to say, oh, is it okay to do this or ask for a second date on a first date? Is it okay to say I'm nervous? Stop questioning yourself. And the second takeaway is we often, we've talked about this before, we have this win-lose mentality when it comes yes. to dates. I want to win her over. I want to be the winner in this situation. Why can't dates be a win-win situation? A win-win situation doesn't necessarily mean there's a connection and you're yeah. going to go on several dates. A win-win situation is... I'm getting something out of this and she's getting something out of this, something positive. I've learned something new. I had fun on this date. I tried out a different bar on this date. That's a win. And what am I providing for her that she's also winning? Those are all wins. How can we make dates win-win situations as opposed to winning someone over? That's wonderful. And completely open yourself to being a listener. This is the thing why Julie and I do not like rules for dating. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of those books will say, ask lots of questions on dates. I actually say the opposite. Because sometimes when you ask a lot of questions, you don't listen to the answers. Yeah. You're just going through a list. I think there's two extremes. You don't want to be the person that has nothing about someone. But I think... Having a free form conversation, like it's an old friend or someone you're like just shooting the shit with. Like, I think people oddly remember conversations about nothing more than the generic, like, yeah, what do you do? Where are you from? All the date talk. You just have to turn on your curiosity. If you yeah. ask a question and you have another question lined up, yet her answer is so intriguing, you have 
other right. questions about this topic, right. ask those questions. Or if you have a story okay. that you can think of yeah, because of that. Related. It doesn't have to be question, answer, question, yeah. answer, or story, and then question. Like, it can just flow. And my very last takeaway for you, Jason, sure. and for me as well, and for everyone, <laughs> nobody has dating figured out. No. So don't go into dates thinking, I'm making all these mistakes and she's not. From your feedback of all five girls, yep. all of them could have done something differently yep. or better, Right. Nobody has this shit figured out. So it's actually better to bond over that on a date. Like, I don't know. I've been dating for a few years, but I, I still get nervous. That's right. a great way to just like really? break down the barriers. Yeah. yeah. I still get nervous. You know, sometimes I still question myself. You're a human. It you're shows human. that you're a person. Like, yeah. you're not like this, like, I'm like, have it all figured out. I know exactly what I'm doing. Like all of that. Yeah. I think the last thing is that people just get so held back by rejection mm. and it's easier said than done because I know I've been there as well. Yeah. Um, in this fear of rejection, fear of like things not working out and yet it sucks. No mm. one's going to say it doesn't suck. Yes. It really sucks yeah. to get that text, but you also kind of have to look at it like, okay, this person wasn't a match for whatever reason. They just weren't the right fit. Yeah. It shouldn't hold me back from meeting that match because if yeah. you don't ever make the move because of rejection, you'll be rejected because you didn't make any move. Every rejection just brings you one step closer to that person who's right for you. Right. So it's actually better to have these rejections. They're bringing you closer. It definitely has held me back from being in a relationship. And and it's, this is such a weird uh, sort of sentence that some will tell me, but they'll say, Jason, look at all your matches. Jason, you're such a good looking guy. Why aren't you in a relationship or now I know it's... We know the answer. We know the answer. follow up and you ran away on it's, the bus. And the whole idea of fear of rejection. Yeah. Running to a, a fear yeah. of even being a bit more in the moment. And Imagine if you went on a date with someone just like you, who is like, I need to end the date at one hour, even though if I'm having a good time and I'm going to run to the bus and I'm going to say, I, I need to do this or that. Imagine if you went on a date with someone just like that, then you two would never get anywhere because you're so like in these rules. Why don't we validate each other more? If you're having a good time on a date, say it. If you get home and you, you think, oh, I really want to let him know I had a great date, text it. Why is it so hard for us to let it out? Why are we holding it back? So, you know, it goes yeah. two ways. One is you don't need to look for the validation, but also two, we should give more validation. Giving is the yeah. only thing I can control. I've never yeah. even yeah. thought about saying, I'm having it. a really great time tonight. I've never said that on a date. I think it's the games. Like the games. I hate games. it. I'm definitely in my like early 20s to late 20s as victim of the games. And as soon as I drop the games, that's when things started falling into place. Yep. Mm -hmm. I 100% yeah, totally. think the games is what is holding you back with And this. like you said, if your goal is a relationship, playing games to start out, that's like nowhere near being authentic no. and wanting somebody to be in your life. And mm -mm. if someone is holding you to those games, they are not ready for yeah, a relationship. Yeah, you're just scam artists. You're right. scamming each other. <laughs> Got you. Right. Got you. <laughs> you weren't even giving them neutral signs. You were no. giving them signs you were not interested. Yeah. I know. And... <laughs> <laughs> you two are so smart. I know. I know. <laughs> PhD in dating. The exit interviews. You see those themes like that this. come up. I got up. a new job right when I walk out the door. Confident dater. 
And, <laughs> and, I, and if I ever thought I had dating fatigue, which I think everybody does, and everybody. it's really natural. And, yeah. and a lot Especially of people if you're won't doing share a quantity it. of yeah. dates yeah. and you're getting rejected. I it's feel re- bound to renewal happen. already. Great. Good. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is what we do. We changed lives here at Dateable. <laughs> great review and subscribe. Uh, this was a great conversation. Thank you for being honest with us and being open to this experiment. Most people would not be. This is some scary shit. Yeah. But oh, if you want to, come to our website. Come to our website. Come. Slash coaching. We're willing to do this experiment for others as well. Yes. We offer this as a service to do exit interviews for you as a neutral third party. Yeah. And it's not as scary. I think I think what everyone thinks is they're going to be like, oh, I was so unattracted to that person. They're so ugly. All these like really like physical things that really hurt. And yeah. the reality in, in that book I mentioned, that actually was never the case. Yeah. Because the fact that they went on a date, unless you're totally catfishing them, yeah. the fact they went on a date with you in the first place means that they were mildly attracted to you. It's yeah. usually something else that's going on. Everybody who heard I had the idea to come into the dateable studio was like, are you going to be frightened? <laughs> are you going to walk away with this, you know, very upset? And I'm like, everything you said, I have like a warm feeling running through me. And hearing that I didn't have a connection with one of them, I need to get used to that. Because as you said, yeah. it's yeah. really it's part of the first date. And but you also cool. said that you might not have felt a connection with exactly. her because she stood your That's fine. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, None of us are in pageants here. We're not trying to win <laughs> some pageant. Right. So You're not going to have a connection with everyone. You're just trying yeah. to find a connection with like one person for right. now, right? It's just constructive feedback. But I think what's important is, because I did the exit interview as an experiment 10 years ago on my own by myself oh with God. three of the guys I dated. It didn't work out as well because they're going to sugarcoat a lot right. of their feedback and they weren't as honest. So it's nice to have a third party who has never met you yep. to do this because then that becomes constructive feedback that yep. you can use for future and we dates. And push them a little further too. Yeah, we were very good at pushing. If you like to be a guest on our show we're also still booking guests for season eight if you have a story you want to share or a topic you want to discuss let us know all right thanks again jason for being in our studio thank you so much thank you to the five lovely women who are also open to this experience if any of you girls want to do an exit interview for someone you've dated let us know a chain of exit a chain of exit interviews the exit interview chain enlightened daters all over that would be fantastic that would be my dream have you met with Julian Yue? <laughs> it's like up in the air with George Clooney when people know they're getting fired. If, if yes. Julie and I call you, oh shit. Here oh, comes an exit interview. Dateable, girls. Okay, we're going to wrap this up. Stay, Stay dateable. dateable. Your action item for this week is to do an exit interview with someone you want feedback from. It's only through feedback we can learn and grow. So as scary as it may seem, why not tap into that information for personal development? And if you're uncomfortable doing the exit interview yourself, understandable, have a friend do it for you or heck, get us to do it. Check out datablepodcast.com slash coaching. Want to continue the conversation? First, tag us in any post with hashtag stay dateable. Then head on over to our website, datablepodcast.com. There you'll find all the episodes as well as articles, videos, and our coaching services with vetted industry experts. You can also find our premium Y series, where we dissect, analyze, and offer solutions to some of the most common dating conundrums. To connect with us, find Dateable Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're also downloadable on Spotify, iTunes, and other podcast platforms. Your feedback is valuable to us, so don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes. And most importantly, remember to stay dateable.